Welcome back, family. Before, don't click off. This is your boy, E.D. Real quick, wanted to let you know that we are close to ending season one. Wow, what a ride, what a ride. Season one, we're going we're gonna to cap it off at 250 episodes. 250 episodes. Who could, I wouldn't, if you would have told me I would have been able to do this, I wouldn't have been able to believe you, but I did believe in myself enough to know that if you put one foot in front of the other and, and, and break the limited beliefs, you can you can achieve and do anything. But this episode is not for everyone. I'm going to be honest with you. This is one of those episodes where this is for my fighters. These are the ones that have been through something. See, if you've never been through anything, this episode is not for you. If there's never you never question or had questions of why or what is inside of you, this episode is not for you. This episode is for those fighters. So fighters, please take your your stance. Fighters, please rise because this is for you. Before we go, without any further ado, I want to let you know that we will be bringing visuals to the show. So not only will we be on all your podcast um, platforms, but we will also be on YouTube. So stay tuned for that as I'm steadily getting things and I'm doing the necessary training and understanding how this that YouTube thing works. But for season two, we will have all episodes on YouTube. Wow, I can't believe that I'm saying that. But yes, we will do that for season two. With no further ado, I don't want to hold you anymore. I know you're excited. Again, this is probably going to be controversial because of the fact of I'm challenging my fighters. I'm challenging people out there to dig deeper. And nobody really understands. Matter of fact, I'm not even I'm just so excited and pumped for this this episode. This is the episode that almost brought a tear to my eye because I understood that you have to keep going. Let's get into it. There was a farmer selling much of his land. He was having to sell it simply because times were so tough. He couldn't feed his family. One day an oil company representative came along and said, Sir, you know, we think there might be oil on your property. Let us drill for it, and if we discover any, we'll pay your royalties on every barrel that we pump out. Well, he had nothing to lose, a great deal to gain, so he said, let's do it. Well, they drilled for the oil, and in those days, the derricks were made out of wood. And when they had a gusher, the gusher literally destroyed the derrick. And the greater the destruction, the greater the excitement, because that meant an abundance of oil underneath. When this oil well came in, it literally obliterated the derrick, and before they could cap it, over a hundred thousand barrels of oil had flowed out. It was the world's introduction to Spindletop, the most productive oil well in history. Three oil companies uh, came out of that field. The man became an instant millionaire. Or did he? The reality is he'd been a multi-millionaire ever since he had acquired the property. But until they drilled for it all, discovered it, brought it to the surface, and took it to the marketplace, it really had no value. I found a lot of people pretty much that way. They've got an awful lot underneath the surface, but until they bring it out and take it to the marketplace, they will never realize even a minute fraction of the benefits that they could bring themselves, their families, their friends, their community, and everyone else. 
The purpose of Strategies for Success is to share with you how do we discover the oil, how do we bring it to the surface, how do we take it to the marketplace, how can we learn to be so that we can do and do so that we can have. I've enjoyed convincing you that you're nothing, you're never going to be nothing, you came from nothing and you'll never get out. You'll never be loved, you'll never be happy, you'll never be blessed, you'll never be free, you'll never get yourself together, you will never be nothing. I've enjoyed attacking him. As long as you stay over there and this stays over here, everything will be all right. But the moment you try to break away from where you came from and take over new territory, that's when all hell breaks loose in your life. What you fighting didn't start with you. Go back in your family. That devil's been in that territory for a long time. He doesn't want to leave the region. That devil isn't interested in you. He's interested in your territory. He's interested in your region. He's after your turf. He's after your stuff. There's something that you have that he wants. And he doesn't care about you. He says, I can use her. I can use a pig. I can use a goat. I can use a dog. I can use her sister. I can use his brother. I can use somebody close to them. It sounds like somebody else in here has some lying voices whispering in your ear telling you what you can't do and what you can't be and what you can't have. And if you don't do it with me, it can't be done. The devil is a lie. You need to abort every voice that said you can't do it, you can't have it, you can't be it, you'll never get up, you'll never survive. The devil is a lie. Abort that thing. Push it out. Oh, it ain't gonna be no Holyfield fight dancing around. Oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bite you. I'm gonna kick you in your eye. I'll fight like a wild animal. I didn't come this far to let you take my stuff. You have accepted some things as normal and adjusted your way of life to accommodate something that was never meant to be. If you don't possess what's yours, the enemy will possess your land. See, when you start running from one thing, you're going to keep running from everything. That's why you need to stop running and face whatever you got to face and deal with whatever you got to deal with. Because if you run from Pharaoh, you're going to run from the serpent. You're going to run from love. You're going to run from life. You're going to run from responsibility. You're going to run, 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 run. When are you going to stop running? This is a marching legion of enemies that are coming against you to bring you down. You think I'm going to roll over and play dead while you take over my stuff? The devil is alive. I will fight you. I don't mean no fancy fight. I mean I'll claw and kick and scratch and bite your nose. I'll fight you. When he got through messing with your daddy, now he's going to mess with you. When he got through messing up your sister, now he's after you. But I came to serve notice on the devil today. It stops right here. I'm going to fight for the territory. Somebody who's in a fight, give God a praise right now. And as long as you were a spectator, the devil was all right with that. But the moment you start raving your head and worshiping God, all hell breaks loose.
Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you hear what I'm saying? Do you? You mean you just gonna sit there and let the enemy take your stuff? You don't recognize you're in a fight. See, because most church people don't know that they're in a fight. They've been saved, but their mentality is so carnal that they just think stuff happens. Nothing just happens. Everything came from somewhere. Everything had a genesis. Everything had a beginning. It didn't just happen. That thing was sent against you. It was sent against you. I don't care what the doctor says, what the nurse says, what the bookkeeper says, I don't care what you read in the Wall Street Journal about the economy, the devil is a lie, that spirit was sent. And you sitting up here with your dressed up self, acting like, well, then whatever happens, happens. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. You have accepted some things as normal and adjusted your way of life to accommodate something that was never meant to be. You mean you just gonna sit there and let the enemy take your stuff, take your life, take your family, take your son, take your daughter, take your grandkids, you just gonna lay back and let him have your job, have your influence, have your business, you just gonna hand it over without a fight? You're not going to fight or nothing. You're not going to do spiritual warfare. You're not going to fight in the spirit. You're not going to go into the end. You're just going to let him have your territory. You better fight for your territory. I don't care what it is. Your legs, your arms, your toes, your kids, your company, your finances. I don't care what it is. You got to fight for your territory. You have to fight to keep your eyesight. You have to fight to keep your energy. You have to fight to keep your movement. I mean, you have to fight for stuff that you used to take for granted. My God, do you hear what I'm saying to you? I say, I will fight. Don't you think for one minute that I won't fight. Don't you think I won't fight. Just because I'm 12 don't mean I won't fight. David was a boy when he killed Goliath. Don't let the fat fool you. I'm fat, but I'll fight. I'm gray-headed, but I'll fight. I'm a woman, but I'll fight. I'm an old man, but I'll fight you right now. Damn. Oh, oh my God, I mean I'll fight you right now. You got to hear this. We go through stuff. You know what? Whenever I face anything that's challenging, whenever anything sucks, I like it. I like it. It's going to make, it's going to make me tougher. It's going to give me a good story to tell. It's going to toughen my mind. It's going to bring us together as a church. You know what military training is? You know what military training is? You know how they form a bond in military groups? They make you do stuff that sucks. That's what they do. What's boot camp? It's a suck fest, right? And guess what? Oh, they want to make you a little bit tighter? You go to airborne school. Airborne school sucks. They want to make it a little bit tighter. What are they going to do? You spend a special forces school. It sucks. And then what happens? Who's the tightest? What's the tightest group of military people? What makes a group of military people the tightest? Combat, which sucks the worst of all. And the worse your combat is, the tighter you get. 
The guys that we were in Ramadi with, we were with very close. The first of the 506, we were with them the whole time. We were with the first of the 506 the whole time. I had a detachment that was directly working for the battalion commander of the first of the 506. Colonel Ron Clark, general now. The bond that we, the bond that we have with those guys is so tight that, that when he was just in charge of the 25th ID out in Hawaii, he flew me out there to talk to him about leadership. Some retired Navy guy, me. But that's the kind of bond we have. Why? Because we were in combat together and it sucked. And we overcame that situation. And we were able to achieve victory there. So, when something sucks, good. Good. It's going to make me tougher and it's going to make us stronger. So bring it. Cold showers only. <laughs>
man, I'm just a huge fan of them, man. Because there's so many, there's so many messages in there, and one of the while I was meditating, I, I there was something that came to me. I had to literally come out of meditation, like like I wasn't in no deep trance or anything. But um, what I'm saying is, I, I I had to stop and I had to write it down because I was like, wow. That's amazing. I'm actually going to put it as one of the chapters in the, in the book that I'm writing, um, that I'm working on writing. And the in this in the movie with uh, it was Jet Li who was starring in it. What happened is 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 that um, his family. So it was a little small village, and all of his family got killed and everything like that. And you know he was you know he of course he was distraught because all his family and and friends and things like that were killed. So he's looking around to see if anyone else is still alive. And he heard a baby crying. Of course, it was his son. And so he pulls his son out and he sets his, 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 uh, a sword on one side and then the, his son's favorite toy. Now keep in mind, this is a, a baby, baby, you know, baby, as far as, yeah, the baby could walk. And he told his son, you're going to have to choose which one is it going to be the sword or is it going to be the toy and if the son would have if the son chooses the toy he he's going to have to kill him but if he chooses the son i mean the sword then he's going to be able to fight with his father and I, I there's so many hidden messages that i can unpack that all day um, but i'll give you a high level of what i was thinking there when it came to me and i said you know that that is sort of like that's, that is like life in a sense, like the sword is a representative of our dreams, um, the things that we say we want, the the desires that we have to be and the, uh, the toy are our excuses. Come on, somebody. The toy is our excuses. The toy, our favorite toy is the things we we say we want to do, but we never go ahead and do it. The toy is a object of saying that we just don't have the time. The toy is basically a litany of excuses that we use in order to find a way of not chasing our dream truly or just picking it up and putting it back down. Now you're saying, ED, where are you going with this? I don't know why I wanted to tell you that story because I was actually saving that, but it just it, it just came to me of saying I need to share that with you. But in life, family, when 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 we get to a point where we accept things as normal things, it doesn't it doesn't help us any. And reason why I say that is is sometimes is that if you if you don't start reading, if you don't start putting yourself in in certain environments or getting yourself exposed to certain things, you don't know what's out there. Like I never knew that I wanted to go into personal development till I got exposed by it. It was my mentor and how it how it started really was it it, it started because of a situation where I wanted more out of life and I was having a conversation with him and he was saying like, you know, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm excited that I have this opportunity where I'm working and, you know, just waiting to, to, you know, get it promoted. And I know I got to, you know, do the necessary things as far as work experience to get there. But he was like, okay, that's great. But what else? And I started thinking like, man, what else is there? So 
I decided to um, go for a master's degree. Now, this is the funny thing about it. The the company at that time I was working for was paying a a certain amount um, per calendar year for an investment in me for to going after the, getting this degree. And what what happened was is that the people in the department that I were working with, well, there were only two, there were only two people Well, a total. Yeah, it was only three of us. So those two people, two people started reporting to my manager. And so my manager pulls me aside. Well, we, we, we have a, we go into a conference room and he says, can I ask you a question? He said, are you using company property for your schoolwork? And I said, well, yeah, I'm printing my papers off um, here because I'm here and I leave from here and go straight to to school. And I said, the company is paying for it anyway, so why not use the resources that are in place? And he said, well, some of the the team members have an issue with it. And uh, per the uh, company policies, you're not allowed to do that. And I was like, "What? where is that at? So he pulls it up and he shows me and I said, but I said, I don't get it. I said, there's no, I said, I'm printing up papers that which the, the company is paying me for to go to school and people would print up flyers. They would print up anything. I mean, there's nowhere job related, but you chose me and I was frustrated. Let me keep it a buck with you. I was pissed because I couldn't understand that I was doing something right. And then I realized I text my manager and I'm texting him and, and I mean, I, I probably put a whole paragraph and then he didn't respond. I called him, left a voicemail. Man, I was hot. And he's, and he texts back something that to this day, I still refer to not the text, but the memory of understanding the purpose of what he was saying. He said, be still. Family, when I got that text of saying, be still, I was, I, I didn't know what to, I didn't, I wanted to cuss him out because I'm like, did you hear what I just, I, what I text you, what I called you about and left a voicemail out uh, voicemail. And he said, be still. See, a lot of times family, we, we get so caught up in our emotions. I'm guilty of it. I'm with you. I still, I still struggle with that to this day. We get so caught up of where we're currently at that we lose sight of where we're going. I'll slow that down and bring it back. I said, sometimes we get caught up in where we're currently at that we lose vision, I should say, as well as sight of where we're going. See, with what I didn't understand was, is that they're not going, they being those, the two people that kept that, that kept bringing this, the, the, that I was uh, printing my papers off to my manager at that time. They're not going the same place of where I'm going. So it was their goal to stop me uh, from going where I was going. But there was more to the story anyway, because I shouldn't have been in that position anyway. It should have it was meant for someone else, meaning one of those two people. But yet they had chose me for that role. And so there was more animosity there. So I'm already walking into a fight that I wasn't even aware of that I was in. And when I when I found out about what was going on, I was like, Oh, you see, that's why I like what Jocko has said when, you know, um, it sucks sometimes to go through things as far as the, the fight, because a lot of times you, 
you when you're in this fight and you're fighting, you're going through it, you're going to learn something. And I'm I'm guilty as the next person going through the fight is not the most fun thing. If somebody says going through the fight is energetic and so I'm so passionate, like I look forward to the fight. No. It's afterwards, <laughs> if we're going to keep it a buck, it's afterwards when we're celebrating that, wow, I can't believe I made it through that. I don't know how many of those moments I've had in my life where I was just like, wow, I can't truly believe that I made it through it. There was times I just want to give in and give up because I see no resolution. I knew I was more. I knew I was better. And and then what's, what starts to happen, too, and you have to be careful of this, too, family, is that when you start exposing yourself to good content like what you're listening to now and reading certain books and, um, you know, getting with like-minded people, you start realizing, Ooh, I'm growing. And when you start growing, it start making other people around you uncomfortable. And when that starts happening, they start attacking you. And again, like I told you of that example, a story I had, I didn't even know what I didn't know until I actually got through the fight. And that's when I found out that position that I was actually in was meant for one of those people. It just so happened that the manager really liked my work ethic, liked my determination, my doggedness, as as well as that I was constantly finding ways to get better and, you know, by going to school as well as self-education because self-education is 10 times, or I could say a hundred times, I don't know, infinity more than a, a degree. But see, for me, I understood the game. The game was I needed to have this degree to be, to add another component on to be more successful as far as if I wanted to go up in the corporate ladder or go up into the, the positions or roles that I was looking for. And if and if we're not careful, family, we we start we start making prejudgments on things that that we should have already known that we we can't control. See, I, you, you, we have to get to a point where we have to stop trying to control things that are out of our con our control. I couldn't control the way that those people felt about me. I couldn't control that. If someone made a decision that they no longer want to be my friend or no longer want to be in my life and it's nothing that I could have done to change that except, you know, make sure that they're happy. But what about my happiness? See, family, when you go through something, it is it is painful and I, I don't I don't want to sugarcoat it. I don't want to mislead you. But even though when you're going through that when you do have that woo-ha, that woo-sa moment, when you're able to sit back and, or more or less, you know, get through it or go through it, you'll laugh. Because you'll laugh and you'll realize that all I need to do is put one foot in front of the other. All I have to do is just keep going. I got to trust the process. I got to trust God or whatever your, your faith is or whatever you believe in. I don't, try to push my faith or, or anything that on, on anybody. But what I do say is this is how I move. This is what I do. And I believe that when you're going through that state of mind, you have to 
you you have to go inside and you have to go inside of you and you have to keep exposing yourself to great information that is that I'll allow you to keep building yourself up when others are trying to tell tear you down. See, reason why I entitled this going through the jungle and with the subtitle of the lies that you can't do it is because I live it. And I've lived it, meaning I've told myself plenty of times like, oh, I want to, you know, I need to put this on on YouTube so people can see the visual as well as being able to search me faster and 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 all these things. But I, I made up every excuse that I potentially can and said, well, you know. Um, let me get, you know, certain amount of episodes in place and just to prove that I'm serious. And then let me make sure. I and I said, enough is enough. Just like I opened up what I said, the sword and your favorite toy and my favorite toy was excuses. See, family, I'm not telling you anything that I'm not that I haven't been through or going through. See, a lot of times people give you solutions and things that they're not even doing themselves. I even thought about this. I even thought about creating a board of similar to my vision board and saying what, and I, I would call it my sacrifice board. What am I willing to sacrifice to achieve the dreams and the things I said I wanted to do? And I've never seen a board like that. I've never even heard anyone say, Hey, I'm going to create a board and I'm going to have all the things I'm going to sacrifice. Okay. Instead of watching two hours of TV, I'm going to only watch, watch one hour of TV. Instead of, instead of going out to eat, I'm going to, pack my lunch or I'm going to, you know, um, uh, cook a meal or, or buy groceries. I'm not saying not to, to be able to go out and, and have those things. What I'm saying is, is that if, if time, if, if you're working a full-time job or a part-time job, or if you, you're not working a job at all and you're trying to create time is important. So for me, you have to find ways to, buy back your time. And a lot of times family will say we don't have the time. That'll be me. And what I'll realize is I'll spend a day watching various episodes or watching a season on something. And I'm like, and then, but then I'll beat myself up afterwards and say, Oh, I could have worked on that. Or I, I should have been working on that. I do believe in not balance, but I believe in, and, having a situation in which you still can enjoy life because what you don't want is and I think that's that's part of my problem too is because I become obsessed when when I when I pour into something I become obsessed about it and I get concerned that my obsession would kick in where all I will want to do is building up this show building up this brand and um, I wouldn't even want to to watch TV. I wouldn't even want to do any extracurricular activities, but sometimes family, uh, when you do watch TV there, and I know this is, I know you probably never heard this before, so this is going to be new, but in watching TV there, there, if you're watching TV, just to watch TV versus when I watch TV, I'm looking for something I can pull out of it as a learning lesson. I'm looking for something that I can use to bring people in as that who all that's all they do is watch TV for them to be able to relate in a way that we'll be able to, to, to relate to one another. See, now it's really not so much about TV because there's other distractions. It's like, it's like scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or YouTube, and you can get so caught up in that. Cause I know I do, but the difference is, is what are you searching for? What are you looking for? Uh, for if I was to put, if I was to look at your library um, in YouTube and see what you watch, 
is is the majority of it productive or non-productive? Productive is looking for things to educate you, to make you become a better uh, person in life or finding ways to speed up your the, uh, the time to get to your goal or finding shortcuts and shortcuts. And I mean, not shortcuts of not wanting to do the work. I know I have to be careful there because people will always find the shortest way to do something. No, I'm when I speak of shortcuts, I'm talking about learning on the backs of others who've made mistakes and what you're going after. So meaning like if you're saying, Hey, I want to create a business, but you, it, it makes sense to say, well, let me look at some business videos and see what people would say. Like, for instance, I was watching, um, oh man, Tim Ferriss. It was an excellent video that he had when he was talking about business. And he said, uh, reason why a lot of businesses fail and this percentage, he was like, but you can't prove. He said, show me the numbers where it says that eight out of 10 or nine out of 10 small businesses fail. He said, what happens is, is that when you get started in business, you should be, and he recommended various books, which I wrote every book down and I'm going to read every book because of the fact of I want the best business. I want to have a, I want to, I told you I want to be king of this and I wasn't playing when I told y'all that way back when I meant that. And I was actually looking at some uh, videos from 2020 and I was like, wow, I haven't just been doing this for a year or two years or three. I've been doing this for a while. I just haven't really honed my skill. And that is the reason why of this show. So I keep telling you, family, you have to keep fighting for what you want out of life, because if you don't, somebody is always willing to control your time. Somebody is always willing to give you something you don't want. And yes, it is not easy when you're in a fight. I'm in a fight now. I'm in a fight now that's so crazy that I'm like, I've been exhausted when I've been trying to do the show or doing the show. Today is the first day that I've had a burst of energy in a while uh, because of the fact of this fight that I'm in. But every time I keep showing up to deliver the show, I deliver the show because it's when something is in you, it doesn't matter what's going on around you. Oh, we, I think I said some family. I said when something is in you, that's really ready to be birthed. It doesn't matter what's going around externally because internally that fighting you, that dog in you is going to keep pushing you. And that's what's been happening. This today is the first day of where that the energy I've been searching for. And I, that's why I was listening to Kobe and Kobe was talking about, he said one thing uh, about him was he was obsessed of getting to the answer. And I said, ah, that's it. You know, I've been trying all these different things, like finding times when I should wake up, finding times when I should be going to bed. But it's it's is what I keep telling you, family, is, is that we have to experience with life. When you experience with life, you know what works for you and what doesn't. You may realize getting up at 3 a.m. is not a fit for you. But you may say, well, 330 is and it still may, it pushes you to be uncomfortable and it allows you still to be in a fight. So, family, I'll close with this I know I kept you for a while but this excites me I, I, I could keep going on and on but I, I I'll slow down and, and we'll wrap it up like this when you're going through the jungle of life there's going to be people that tell you you can't do it 
The only thing I ask of you is you you don't tell yourself that you can't do it. You don't be you don't defeat yourself before you even got in the game. You don't give up on yourself. No, you're not going to be great. I'm still working on my greatness. But you, if as long as you get started and you keep going and you keep learning and you keep learning, you keep taking what you learn and apply it. You can go further than you think you can. Until next time, it's your boy Ed, and I'm out. Peace.